reignite your passion for God and for his work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Hallelujah. My name is Abraham Mobile, and I'm in Carol's zone. ZP Mabel is my pastor. Last month, I had an accident, and I was here. But sometimes I will be there, and I'll be feeling body pain, especially at my back. So due to that, I've even written a resignation letter to my HR that I'll resign from the work. So on the Friday, it came. It, it was severe. So on Saturday, you were having heaven or answer, and I came. So through the service, pastor was praying for the sick, and he said, if you're having a back pain, just use your hand to place it there. So on the prayers, he said someone has put his hand at his back. He's getting his healing. And I felt there was some something, just something like a message, messaging me. So after the service, and he said, he said, check your body if you are healed. And truly, if the thing comes, I can't do something like this. But after it, I was able to do what I'm doing. So I'm very grateful to God, and thanks be to God. Church, praise the Lord. My name is Oyema Joy. Actually, I'm not a member of the church, but I was invited by my husband. My testimony goes like this. Last, last month, July, I was miserating. So I was having pains, which I don't normally have if I'm miserating before. So I was so surprised that my waist, my back was paining me in, in a way that if I sit down, I couldn't even, I'll be doing like this, my back, my back. So... I'm a kind of person that if I enter a church, before I, as far as it's a new church, I, I normally follow my spirits. I was like, God, if this man is a true man of God, let him say something that will consign my life. Let him say something that will trigger me even to come again. So on my way coming, I just stepped in. He was on, on the stage, like try, try, trying to, as in to say a program that is going to happen here on Saturday. He was like, if you have a shameful thing in your, in, your, in your life that is disturbing you. So I was like, this message, I know that within me, I have problems that I couldn't face. I'd be praying to God, God, lift this burden away from me. So when I, when I said that, and I said, oh, God, this is a true man of God. So on Saturday, I was here. So when he was praying, and by then, I was still having that pain, which I've been to the chemist, all the drugs, like three chemists, all the drugs they gave to me couldn't subside the pains. I keep having the pain. So on, Saturday, on Friday, I was alone in the house. I started having pains on this, my left, my right leg. I couldn't even squat. I said, what is this now? So on Saturday, I was there in the morning. So we started praying. When we was praying, I saw my leg shaking. Like, it was shaking that like I couldn't even imagine it. Even the back pains, my leg, I can't even squat. Like on Friday, I couldn't squat. Like, on, like seriously, I couldn't squat on Friday, but right now I can squat. I can shake my defense just vanish immediately. Put your hands together for the Lord one more time. Thank you very much. Please take your seats. And I see your healing coming right to you in the name of Jesus. It is my deepest privilege to invite into his own pulpit. A man of God who needs no introduction in this church, but he needs to be introduced. 
because honor should be given to whomsoever deserves the honor. And so this morning, I want us to clap our hands, give a shout, and welcome Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 6. I'm preaching this morning, um, I think on the third or so part of the series I've titled, The Value of a Soul. The Value of a Soul. And I just, I don't know from where this is coming, I believe it's the Holy Spirit. And uh, I want us to read verse 6 of First Corinthians chapter 2. It says, how be it, we speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to naught. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, even the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the world unto our glory unto our glory. There are two phrases I wish to ask us to note very carefully. The first phrase which is found in verse 6. It says that come to not. Wisdom maybe if I will find it in the other version but it's okay. It says that there's a wisdom that comes to naught. There's a wisdom that is at the end of the day. See, it appears to be working. It appears powerful. Everybody claps for it. But the Bible actually says, Jesus said, wisdom is justified by its children. That is, the greatness of somebody's wisdom. You see, somebody is wise. It's not determined by the type of English words. How the words rhyme is rappers, rap artists who use words that rhyme. But if you want to know and you want to tell how powerful somebody's wisdom is, the only way the Bible tells us we can tell how wise a person is, is by the children of the wisdom. That is the fruits, the outcome of the wisdom. So you and I are two ladies. We are all going to marry. But you choose to have sex. That's your wisdom. You see, foolishness is also a type of wisdom. So you choose to have sex with your beloved, Benjamin, continually. It's like you, are, you, are, you, are, you have even moved into his house. Yes, you are living like husband and wife, just waiting for 18th of November. To put the ring on your finger. I'm also Barbara. My beloved is called Edward. But I have chosen the wisdom of God. Which says that I cannot sleep with Edward before we get married. Now, while you and I, Barbara and, what's your name? Uh, uh, Mavis. Mavis is sleeping with Ebenezer. And Barbara is not sleeping with Edwin. During this time, Mavis looks prosperous. See, because when a man is happy, he'll give you a helicopter. A man who is happy will give you a helicopter. Yeah, so as Mavis is there, we are all going to marry. 18 June, uh, uh, 18 November, 
Mine is 25th November. She has got money. She travels up and down. It's like she looks nice. She's got a good handbag, Gucci handbag, and nice clothes. But I am not making my guy happy because actually he, he even wants to sleep with me, but I'm not allowing him. So already he's bored. So the things she's getting to make herself happy, I am not getting them. Now, the Bible says that the end, not the during. Uh-huh. Now, at the end of the day, we all marry. Five years down the line, because a man who sleeps with you before he marries you will never respect you. So, I say six years. Three years into the marriage, it begins to crumble. There's no trust. Because the woman will also not trust the man. Because if you can sleep with a woman you are not married to, then you can sleep with a woman you are not married to. I don't get the logic. If you can have sex with a woman you are not married to, whether it's me or whatever, it means that when we marry, you are capable of also sleeping with a woman you are not married to. So the trust is totally destroyed. Meanwhile, we are now on our fourth honeymoon in Hawaii. Yes, the guy, I mean, hell oh man. The things Mavis was doing for Ebenezer, it's not that I couldn't do some more, but the time hadn't come. Yes, and now it's my show time. I mean, my goodness, the guy can't believe that. I mean, there is such joy. So in the end, 10 years down the line, she's looking for a second husband. And I'm still married. Now, these are the children of our wisdom. So to know that somebody, see, I'm preaching on a subject that is of great value. And you wouldn't know until, you see, the second phrase is in verse 7. It says, which God ordained before the world unto our glory. So there's a wisdom that comes to naught. The way the world system is. The world, they have a very showy type of wisdom. Nothing is real there. You see them with the cars, houses. They don't own anything. Some of the cars which are parked there don't belong to the people who brought them. Yeah, because once you are paid, once something you have is a loan, it's not for you. I even wonder where the papers of the car are. When you owe money, whether it is five cities or 5,000 cities, you have not started living. You are not alive. You don't have life. When you owe money, you don't have life. When you owe money, you see, it's the wisdom of the world. Bible says it comes to naught. Anybody who owes money, whether it's five cities, as you're sitting here with your iPad and green shoes, if you owe money, you are not alive. You have not begun to live. How do we know? The Bible tells us of a woman whose husband was a prophet. The man owed a lot of money and died. So the woman came to see Elijah for help. Elisha, Elisha, for help. Then Elisha gave her a quenchre, prophetic a Yeah, He said, go and get a container, borrow containers, get some oil, continue to pour oil. So, so it's like it's a major miracle. Once you pour the oil into the container, it will get full. Then she will continue pouring. It gets filled. It gets filled. The containers she had we're all okay. Then she went and told Elijah that she has finished pouring the oil. Then Elijah's instruction is what gives me the right to say what I'm saying, that if you are borrowing money as you are sitting here, you have not started life. Somebody who lives in a four-bedroom mansion that he's paying a bank on, and somebody sitting here who came from Oyarifa in one-bedroom compound house, that guy in the one-bedroom compound house has more life in him than the one in the four-bedroom mansion at Ajingano that you are paying capital bank money to. The prophet told the woman that, go and sell the oil and pay the debts and live. Let me look for it for you. <laughs> Is it powerful? We are, we, we are having church, so I mean, it's not a problem. Not a problem. Yes. Second Kings chapter what? Help me, please. Chapter 4, verse 7. 
2, 4, 7. 2 Kings 4, 7. Then she came and told the man a God. She came and told the man a God. And he said, go, sell the oil. Look at the, look at the sequence. Go, sell the oil and pay thy debts and live. Thou and thy children. So until you've paid your debts, you are not living. No matter the car you came to church with, you are not living. The person who walked, I'm talking about the wisdom of the world. It comes to naught. Very soon, they'll collect the car from you. They'll collect the house from you. You wait and see. The wisdom of the world, it comes to naught. Anybody who sits in God's house and is, you are applying the wisdom God, the world is using, Borrowing money, sleeping with your beloved, fooling around, anything the world is doing. You are here, your phone has got worldly music on it. As we are singing Rescue the Perishing, you are singing Abi Bae. <laughs> yes, it will come. You, you watch it. At the end of the day, I'm talking about the children, not the pregnancy. Not all pregnancies come to term. The children. At the end of the day, at the end, end, oh, end. How is it like? But the one who is using the wisdom of God, the Bible says that God has ordained that wisdom to be wisdom that is unto our glory. That is the beauty of the Christian is in the utilization and application of the wisdom of God, which is foolishness. It appears foolish. Paul says it's in the same text. Anytime God's wisdom comes, it sounds foolish. Like give. It's how they giving. Nonsense. You want more? How do you get more? You keep. You don't get more by giving. It is it, even, even class three maths. Class three doesn't teach us to give money to have more. But the wisdom. But the people who stick to God's wisdom, no matter the difficulty. Peter said, We've told all night, nevertheless, at thy word, because your word says it, I'm putting aside my earthly wisdom and I'm applying your wisdom. See what happened at the end of the day. What happened? He, his boat was so full of fish that he had to call others to help. This morning, I'm speaking to Christians and the message I'm preaching is titled, The Value of a Soul. That is See, if God wants to prosper you, one of the ways he will prosper you is not to give you a job in the bank. That one is cities. Even if it is 10,000 cities a month, it's cities. Money isn't prosperity. It's a part of prosperity. There is what we call true riches. And God has ordained that true souls, souls, the soul of a man, Let's read the words of Jesus. Mark chapter 8, 36. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or, verse 37, what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? That is, when you see a soul, like, please stand up, pastor. This is a soul. He has no clothes, no education, not much to his life. See, once again, the world's wisdom will not value a person like this. The world will value the man who has come with linen shirt, starched and ironed. He's coming like an armored car. He has come out of his Mercedes Benz, his own car, four-wheel drive, seen them there. He comes with the perfume, I mean, the rings and some gold chains and a bracelet. And it just, that's the man we are talking about. That's the man we are talking about. That's why there's a lady here. A man has beaten you recently because you have eyes for glitterati. Yeah. When you see a poor man like this one, you don't like. But God's wisdom, he says that. You don't judge a man by the jacket he's wearing. He says his soul. The value of this man is not by the designer tie he's wearing, but the price of his soul. Now, what is the price of the man's soul? 
It says that you cannot even give the whole world in exchange for his soul. Which means that a man, a human being, is far worth more than houses, farms, people, money. But you won't believe it because you are sitting in church with the wisdom and the, and the style of thinking of the world. Not knowing that what I'm preaching this morning is what God has ordained for your glory. That is, if your life will ever be nice, it will be nice based on the wisdom of God. And what is the wisdom of God I'm sharing with you this morning? That a soul is very valuable. If you and I started mining at um, Takwa School of Mines, then when we finished, I went to work at Ashanti Gold mining. You are working with Western Engineering Mining Company doing Galamse. We are all from Takwa School of Mines. But where I am working has more money than you. See, what you deal with, somebody who sells iPads is selling. Somebody who sells onions is selling. We all did marketing at IPS. But what, see, based on what I am selling, I am richer than what you are selling. Even though we are all using the same marketing skills. So, even though we are all engineering guys, where I am working, there's more money there. So, I get richer. With the same degree. The same marketing degree. You can sit down, sir. I am selling iPads and computers and I'm selling... Uh, um, Cars and trucks, and you are also selling onions. Surely I'll be richer. We, we all went to UCC. We have a bachelor's degree in education. I'm teaching at Lincoln. You are teaching at OEB 2 JSS. I will be richer at Lincoln School than you at OEB 2 JSS. Why? Because what I am using to do my work is far more expensive than what you are using to do your work. So when you are also somebody who is involved in working with souls, it becomes the conduit for your prosperity. Because what you are using, see, what you work with has got a lot of value. What is the value of a soul? We have learned that a soul, so you see, as I stand here, for instance, I don't think I've got money. But I am a very prosperous man. You are looking at one of the most prosperous men in Accra. But he will not appear to you as somebody looking rich. Why? Because of the people. The relationships I have. Because, see, Paul said, in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. The type of souls I have gathered around me, I don't even lack anything. If I need $10,000 right now to buy cement for the tower, there's somebody I can call. I'm telling you, by Tuesday morning, all I need is Monday. By Tuesday morning, $10,000 will be delivered. If my wife is pregnant and she has delivered a baby and I need six people to care for the baby so that my wife and I can travel to Obuasi, I can have six people to care for my child at home. The value of a soul is so high that God has used souls to usher us into realms of prosperity. Even today, that is how my wife has a husband. My wife. Yes, that's how she has a husband. I am her convert. 
She was a little girl in school. Think of anything bad a boy can do. But she preached to me. She worked on me. Invited me to church. And soon, I became part of a new family of friends. From secondary school, form four. We were there. So when it was time to marry, I said, ah, but why should I marry somebody else? I mean, what, what, what? I said, marry. I'll marry you. you. As you are sitting there, you wish you had a husband like me to marry. You will not work on souls. You want to be as rich as somebody who is working on souls. <laughs> it's not like that. You can't do sand and stone contractor and have money like the one who is mining gold. You cannot mine stones and be as rich as the one mining gold. Perhaps if my wife had not done outreaches, she would not be married to, she would have been married to some uh, 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 rural bank uh, 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 rural bank messenger. <laughs> You see, your prosperity, look, your prosperity, eh, a lot of things God will do for you, they are indexed on the amount and the type and the depth of soul work you do. If you don't, if you detach yourself and you don't get involved and you don't go into the work we are doing and caring for souls, you will be alone. What have I told you about the value of a soul? The first value of a soul is that a soul will form part of your judgment in heaven. That's when you are being judged, your judgment, hell or heaven, this soul forms part of that judgment. That's why he's valuable to you. Lord, when did we see you sick? When did we see you naked? When did we see you hungry? Said, for as all, long as you did it unto the least of these, you did it unto me. Therefore, based on your care for the least of these, to the left, to the right, your judgment. Many of you have seen souls and passed by them. You will meet your judgment. And already many of us, you see, heaven and hell are the ultimate destinations of our lives but before we get there we are rehearsing yes some of you here you you are living in hell your house is hell you know it on earth before you experience the real hell based on the type of wisdom you have used to live your life some of us here are about to enter hell hell some of you are living heaven on earth your life is heaven on earth and it's possible to live heaven on earth jesus said when you pray say that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven so jesus says that through prayer you can actually before you go to heaven you can enjoy heaven on earth you will enjoy that type of heaven on earth so the value of a soul that is that he forms part of your judgment the next value of a soul to you i told you last week is that a soul that's what is part of your spiritual bank account just as you go to uba to withdraw money in life, as we are here on earth, we are all withdrawing money. We are withdrawing spiritual things. Each time you pray, you are making withdrawals. Each time you speak into the atmosphere, you are making withdrawals. In fact, your heart even prays without your lips speaking. And some of you, you have no account to withdraw from. No account. I'm not at the wife you have going to marry. Had it not been for the church, sound you are doing, this work, that work, you will get, this is one of the best you can get in the church. I mean, you saw what she did last night. That's, that, that, that's a beginning, you know. 
Yeah, she, she, she doesn't want to give you wrong impressions. But as time goes on, you see where power lies. <laughs> Had it not been for church, you couldn't have withdrawn from this account. Yeah. You marry some nice, fair-colored sister with nice, smooth skin, nice breasts. She said, witch. Witch. Red witch. <laughs> I shouldn't say it. You are in the wrong church. Next week, you don't come. You are in the wrong church. Here, we say it clearly. We don't want you to go home doubting what you heard. <laughs> Spiritually, what bank account do you have? How much do you have? I know you've got two million CDs in your account, but spiritually, Jesus mentioned that you lay up treasure. It's a bank account. If you need spiritual things, which account? And in the spirit, we don't take loans as you are used to loans. <laughs> in the spirit, it is what is in your account that you withdraw. When your child is sick and you lay hands on the child, which account are you drawing from? But when you help someone, today I, I want to quickly mention as we end another value of a soul. The next value of a soul, let me do this in a few minutes, is a soul represents a soul, poor soul, rich soul, educated soul, uneducated soul, a wise soul, an idiot, any type of soul. What is the value of that soul to you? The value of a soul is that a soul represents personal help you give yourself. That girl sitting there at the back is my soul. I've cared for, witnessed to, followed up. She's in church, serving God. So because of me, Lighthouse has an extra member. Some of you sitting in front here have brought 100 people, 80 people, 50 on buses. I saw the buses. So because of that work you have done, Divine encounter service has swollen up. So when we come, we say, wow, is this Pastor Albert Akins' church? Wow, what a big church. Nobody even mentions you. But I came with good news for you. I said, I came with good news for you. That he that laboreth, laboreth for himself. There is no labor you labor for someone. They may appear to be gaining they may, as I'm preaching this morning, as, you see you are clapping your hands. You see you are nodding. Am I not blessing you? But ultimately, I am helping my personal self. Oh, no. Many of you have worried yourselves. Your life should have been far better than it is now. But wickedness. Yeah, because you think when you go and do outreach, it is the church that will get members. Not knowing that the outreach you are going to get, you see, the people will come. Yes, we'll count them. We'll count the 20 souls you brought, we'll, and we'll add them to our 600. You get 620. Nobody even knows you. But today, I'm informing you that the 20 year, you, 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 it is work you are, you are helping yourself. If you don't get involved, you are denying yourself a certain help for your own life. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. That seeing as we have received this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. The ministry work we are doing, the camera work, the sound work, the instruments work, the preaching that we have, it is actually mercy. It's the mercy of God. What is mercy? Punishment you should have had. Like the, the uh, 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 are they out now? Okay. Yeah, okay. They are looking for mercy because they should be inside. But judges have ruled that they should be inside. But somehow, somebody who has power can say, you should be inside, but come out. Come out. It's mercy. I'm just granting you mercy. 
It's within the powers of the president. He can do that. It's also within God's power to grant you mercy. Yes. That the type of life you should have had. God can give you exemption. Come out of that life. In your family, nobody marries properly. But you are out of that life. You will marry and be in a happy marriage for the rest of your life. Come out. There's a curse on your family. Nobody prospers and lives beyond four years after his prosperity. But in your case, mercy. Why? Because you are doing the ministry. It's the mercy of God. Young boys today are hooked on pornography, masturbation, fooling. But when you have the ministry, it is equal to the mercy of God. So you are a young boy, but you don't watch pornography. It's not normal. It's not normal to be a young girl of 20 years and you've not had sex before. It's rare. It's those days, 70s, when we got born again that there were virgins in the church. We don't have virgins. You know yourself. Why are you looking at me like that? You know yourself. <laughs> there are no virgins in the church. The only virgins we have around are the airport. Virgin Atlantic, Virgin Nigeria. But virgin human being virgins, we don't have. Yes. You've broken your virginity, broken your hymen, broken your heart, broken your heart, broken your life. Everything is broken in your life. Ministry is mercy. Can't you see that the men in your family are all drunkards? But as you do the ministry, you are not helping the church. It's not the choir you are helping. It's not the service you are helping. You are helping yourself. You sit there. You will knock on doors which you won't open because you didn't help yourself. People you need in your life, you won't have them. You see, you cannot use money. You can use money to buy servants. You can use money to buy slaves. But you cannot use money to buy critical life-dependent relationships. Life-dependent relationships. There's some people in your life, it's not money you use to get them. Can't you see that the women who are very rich don't easily get husbands? Yeah, because there are some, you, you can use your money to buy a house boy But there are certain relationships We don't use money We cash into heavenly bank accounts And make withdrawals The next time you write your spiritual check Something bigger than the value on the check Will be delivered to you The value of a soul What's the value of a soul? A soul represents Personal help So When you meet someone you care for I'm looking at people who are, you, 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 have, you have worried yourself. People who should have helped you. Help you should have had in this area, in that area. You are not because you don't even want to join any group. You just attend church, pay tithes, and then you go. <laughs> the tithe you pay is not for you. The money is not for you. The tithe is for the Lord. So when you, when you come for my shoes and you bring my, back my shoes, you have not done anything. That's why you should thank me also. Many of us here, the life we should have lived, we can't live it. David went to fight and came back to meet all his things stolen. He went to God and asked God, should I pursue the thieves? God said, pursue them. Pursue them. So David and his men sat on horsebacks, looking for what? Their wives, their flash screens, their iPads, their money. Their village had been raided. And God said, the people, they are going. Pursue them. Overtake them. And recover all. That is the mission of our lives. Everybody here, including me. We are all pursuing something. I'm pursuing church building, church growth. I'm pursuing the spiritual maturity maturation of my church members and pursuing the spiritual development of my church members everybody you are pursuing a job pursuing a cause some of you are pursuing girls some girls are pursuing boys we are all pursuing everybody is pursuing that's life tomorrow morning you see us we are all driving towards legon traffic light we are all doing what pursuing <laughs> And David went. But as they were going, the Bible says, I can't even find, after verse 10 or so, 
11. Verse 10 says, David pursued. First Samuel 30. He pursued. He and 400 men. I feel like preaching, but my time is up. 400 men. <laughs> because 200 abode behind. Because they were so faint that they could not go over the brook Bessor. 400 men. There are some things in life 400 men cannot help you to find. There are some things in life, being in a fraternity of lawyers cannot help you. Being in a fraternity and a brotherhood of medical doctors cannot help you. It's not everything you get by being in certain social circles. David had 400 men. They couldn't find the guys. They were run away with their wives and daughters to rape them. But as they were going in verse 11, they met an Egyptian boy, an Egyptian man, and they brought him to David. They were on their horseback, stopping to care for a, a, a hungry boy meant increasing the distance between you and the people who had come to plunder. So a normal mind will never stop. I've stopped my life. You think you're the only one who can find money? I'm, I'm, I'm properly qualified. <laughs> There's no money you have access to that I cannot have access to. But in life, because of a soul, you can put your life on pause. That's why Jesus Christ, the same Mark, uh, uh, Mark 8, he said anybody who tries to save his life will lose it. And the one who loses his life for my sake. And the gospels will find it back. David stopped galloping. For what? A girl? No. For who? An Egyptian. An outsider. Who was not going to help him in any way. He was only going to reduce the ration of mash kenke. There are some people, when they come into your life, you don't increase in clothes. You decrease in clothes. You know what I'm talking about. Some of, some of you sitting here today, the shirt you are wearing is for a pastor. Some, there are some guys who are wearing blouses. Your lady pastor is giving you a blouse to wear. Because you have nothing. So we spend all our lives. Paul says we are like the scum of the earth. Like dishonored. No respect. When you hear somebody, about somebody, an engineer, who is a pastor of a 30-member church. He has brought himself down. An engineer knows where to find money. But there is a time, because of a soul, you will pass your life. Sometimes because of a soul, you will not marry a certain type of woman. I mean, can you imagine if I wanted to marry at this stage? Beauty. I know beauty more than you. I mean, even when I was, before I got married, I had plans of marrying a woman from either Niger or Mali. That was my opinion. Yeah. They have a certain elegance. That these short, short, capoepoe, airways, and uh, uh, cheese, and uh, cans. Uh, Mali? I mean, when they arrive, so a woman. If I'm to, to marry right now, and I'm supposed to look for a nice girl. Oh! You now, you will know that the pastor has got style. Style. The type of woman I will release in the church. You will know that the guy, he's got style, baby. But I will use more than her legs and the smoothness of her skin. Because of you, because you are my souls, I will marry a woman who will help me to care for you. Not a witch who will take my happiness from the house and I will come to you angry. Like today as I'm preaching, I'm, can you say I'm happy? I'm very happy. Because somebody makes me happy at home. I'm preaching. Very blessed. There are times you, because of a soul, you put your life on pause. Because of a soul, you, you, you experience the indignity that men can pour on you. Talk about you in your house. Some of you are sitting here. You are dark, uh, his style. This tie is a gift. A 16 year old girl traveled and bought it for me. This suit is a gift. Like, the things I'm wearing is people's donations. <laughs> 
But you, your things are yours. So it's, it's more dignifying to say, oh, I bought this on Bond Street and got this from this side. And I went here and I got this here and I got it. And I was, saying, I was in my office and somebody brought a paper bag and said, Pastor, get this one. It's more, it's more dignifying to say you bought this. You got your car here. You bought this here. But there are times, because of a soul, because you want to help the work of God, you, 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 you can put your life on hold. But sana, sana, when David stopped, to help the Egyptian man with bread. Not knowing that he wasn't helping the Egyptian. He was helping himself. English. Because when the man ate, then they began to chat. Time has failed me. Read on, you see. So who are you? Where are you from? The man said, oh, I, I'm with, I was with some armed robbers. Armed robbers? Hey, where did you go? Last night, we went to commandos. House number 483, stroke 7. Hey! And my boss, what did you steal? Flash screen. Then the next house, there was a woman, big woman. And my, my, my other master said he likes women with airbags. Hey! Are you sure? Yes, I, I was with them. We are going somewhere, but I was hungry and they left me behind. Are you sure? Yes! There is somebody who can lead you to the place you are looking for. He will come as a soul. It's called the wisdom of God. Which is for your glory. The beauty of my life comes from the Egyptians I have held in my lifetime. Egyptians. Egyptians. <laughs> Egyptians. The man led them. Go home and read homework. He led David and his soldiers. But for this Egyptian, they would never have found what they were looking for. All of us, some of us are not finding what we are looking for. All of us, everybody is on a mission to pursue, to overtake, and recover. Not some, all, but many of you, you know yourself that you are not even able to overtake your enemy. But because of a soul, that soul, that boy, uneducated, he looks lost, but he has the key. So when you are into soul winning, you are actually helping your standing here in your yellow lace you are helping who helping who who said if you like die and see die tonight next week we will have church with or without you who are you helping you're helping who pastor Akins? please don't I, I expect you to be more intelligent than to think that you are helping anybody nobody is helping the sound man you are not helping the church Yes, we enjoy your work, but ultimately, that's why I said wisdom is justified by its children. Eventually, you will discover that because of the sound you are doing, your wife will get pregnant in the church. Your children will be in the church. If you know yourself, you were a very bad boy. Short, smoking weed, it means the genes to smoke weed is in your son. But when you are in the church doing sound, speaker, the boy cannot go anywhere. What is the value of a soul? The value of a soul is personal help. You give yourself ultimately and eventually. At the end of the day, when the sun goes down, I pray that today, through souls, you will recover. Through souls, you will give the strength to pursue my God. The strength to pursue. Many of you don't have it. to overtake, to recover. We don't even want to talk about it. But through a soul, through a girl, a little boy. After church come, I'll tell you, my life is just a life. Look, I, I, I'm being propped up. You are seeing I'm like a coliko. Help us. Help us. And all of them, there's not even one who has not received kindness from me. A soul. Their value. So he said, What shall it profit a man if he gains the wealth and loses? So, or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? So, when you see a soul, you are, you are seeing everything you have in a need in life. But if you allow yourself to trade in souls, we may have the same degree, but you will be richer, more prosperous, happier, because the value of what you are trading in is very. Stand to your feet and let's go.
please close your eyes if you are here today your friend invited you to church your brother brought you your best friend your your your, your neighbor and you are not born again every eye closed and every head bowed you want to say pastor pray for me i want to be born again if you are here like that you want me to pray for you to be born again wherever you are you need prayer you want to know jesus you want to die one day and go to heaven if you want to know jesus just lift up your hand i'll pray a simple prayer with you i see your hand wow i see your pastor pray. i see your hand pastor pray for me i see your hand lift it up and let's let me pray for you if your hand is up please with all due respect kindly come to the front here come to me here i'm going to pray for you here god bless you come clap for them as they come these are souls egyptians they don't look powerful but somebody here one of them may be your driver one day your driver and because of this guy that is why you will not die in a car accident driving tired tired you had no one to drive your car for you you will die like a goat on the road the value of a soul clap your hands for the Egyptians Limbro Sakakaya what a blessing please lift your hands and say this prayer after me lift your two hands you are now repeating this prayer unto god as your prayer say heavenly father today i come to you i receive you as my lord my master and my personal savior please receive me please wash my sins i'm dirty my soul is dirty i've committed many sins but i know that the blood of Jesus can wash my sins. Please receive me. I'm not going back. I'll stay at the cross and grow at the cross. In Jesus' name, amen. What a blessing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.